Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Without further ado, here's your host, Marty Grunder. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from The Grow Group and Grunder Landscaping Company with another exciting edition of The Grow Show, powered by steel. I hope all of you are doing fabulous. I hope your springs are well into good things. I hope you're finding good things. In The Grow Show, we always try to help you with things you can help grow your landscaping company with. So today, we want to talk to you a little bit about operations and the power of operations and setting your team up for efficient work right from the start. So I think what we want to talk about right from the start is this notion. It's an adage that I, that I like to use, and it is the adage that all planning is good. Uh, it was first shared with me by a mentor of mine. His name is Dave Sullivan. I first met him in the late 90s, and he said this one day when he was teaching. He said, all planning is good. And I remember at the time, I I didn't take notes on my iPad like I do today. I wrote down in my notebook, all planning is good. And I thought about that. As I get older, I don't like absolutes. Like I don't hear people like people saying, well, all such and such type of people are bad or, you know, all these absolutes that people make. I just don't think you can do that. But I'll tell you, an absolute that does make a lot of sense is the absolute that all planning is good. And and I will tell you that I think you'd have a very hard time arguing with me that anytime you take time to plan, you improve your chances for success. You really do. I mean, let's just look at our vacations, folks. Most Americans spend more time, money, and effort planning their vacations than they do their businesses or their lives. And planning is the great differentiator. In the last three years that we have really buckled down with strategic planning in our company, Vince Torchia, my partner in the Grow Group, helps us with it. It's just made all the difference in the world. We've almost tripled the size of the business here by being more deliberative, by being more intentional about our growth. Because what happens when you plan, folks, you present scenarios forward, and it helps you kind of role play and play out what may or may not happen, and you become better prepared. You become more intentional about planning. So when we're talking about growing by planning, when we're talking about operations and setting your team up from the start, all planning is good. For example, a a smooth morning rollout for a landscaping company is indicative of a lot of little things done really, really well over a long period of time. I remember a few years ago, I was uh, doing an on-site consultation for a landscaping company outside of Dallas, Texas, and really nice young man running the company, successful company, But ladies and gentlemen, it was the worst rollout I've ever seen in my life. It just was terrible. The rollout started at seven. I think the last crew finally left about quarter of nine. And and I was silently losing my mind. And what I realized uh, at that time was that, man, when when your rollouts are smooth in the morning, that's indicative of a very, very well-run company. It's not like, oh, Marty's coming. We got to practice our rollout so we look good for him. No, it's not that. It's an indicative of all the elements of your business. It's indicative of how well you sell the work. It's indicative of how well you do the work, uh, how well you collect. All those things 
go into a smooth morning rollout because a smooth morning rollout is smooth because everybody understands the work that we're doing, where we're headed, how we're going to get it done, so on and so forth, is just overwhelming with the efficiency that's present. But it's no one one thing. It's a lot of things. I remember at this visit in Dallas, I overheard one of the team leaders say to someone, well, we're going to have to go to Lowe's because we're on cash only at site one. And when I went to sit down with the owner, I said, so you have cash flow problems. And he said, well, yes, but how would you know we have cash flow problems? I said, well, you guys couldn't go to site one. You had to go to Lowe's because you're on cash only at site one. He's like, yeah, that's true. Now, this company, sadly, was in good financial shape in terms of what you looked at their books and what they had in receivables and where they were, but they were doing a miserable job finishing jobs and getting paid for them. So I digress, but a smooth rolling morning rollout is a very, very important part of being efficient in the morning. And so hence the the idea that all planning is good, okay? So I would be looking at that morning rollout for one thing. Secondly, if you're currently not running an enterprise system, something like Aspire or LMN or something that helps you aggregate data, schedule work, make things easier, replace people in the office, because what's our number one problem right now, ladies and gentlemen, say it with me, it's finding and keeping help, right? So we got to have automation in there. So some kind of a data aggregator, some kind of an enterprise system that makes running the business easier, all right? So those are two things. All planning is good. Sitting down, looking at where would we like to be? Where are we here? Okay, so this is the dream. This is reality. The plan is how we're going to get from reality to the dream, okay? And then an enterprise system to help you run the business. So those are two things. But beyond that, let's dig into some of the minutia that comes up and let's talk about the small things that help us be a lot better from the start. I think it starts with clearly detailed work tickets. We run Aspire here at Grunder Landscaping. And clear, detailed tickets that have notes and drawings and details. Here's one small thing that we do. When we do a drawing for someone's backyard, the dimensions are on the drawing so that the team leader doesn't have to get a scale and get out and scale it off. We put the dimensions on the drawing. We're calling out the plants and we're using common names because those are easier for everyone to understand than the Latin names. So the details are right. The work ticket talks about where to park the truck on day one and and a workflow. The job was bid with the understanding of where we're parking the truck, how we're working off the truck. How is this job going to play out? Did you play the job out with the whole team and all the parties involved? Or did you just go over there and start figuring it out? You know, that's where you you run into problems, folks. Again, getting back to that adage we opened the grow show with, which is all planning is good. Do the work tickets or the work orders, are they done with the idea that whoever sold the job is not available, all right? They're just absolutely not available. Uh, I often teach our salespeople here, and when we're doing our workshops, you need to put your drawings and your work tickets together like you're on a Caribbean cruise and you absolutely cannot be gotten a hold of. If you start doing your drawings and your work tickets with the understanding that you're unavailable, okay, you're going to make them better and they're more detailed. You know, it's very difficult to scale a business if you don't have processes. It's very difficult if the owners and leaders of landscaping companies, as they grow, allow their salespeople or the people putting together the work orders, the work tickets, to just say, well, you know, I won't put that on there. I'll drive over there the day of the job and I'll show them. It'll be easier. No, stop doing that. All right. We need salespeople to sell. 
We need production to produce. And we don't need you taking an hour and a half to drive over and show them something that could have been done with a picture and a note on a drawing. I think that is probably the biggest message I have to share with you today on the Grow Show Powered by Steel is that mindset that you have to have, that you're going to try to prepare this like you weren't there so that it's crystal clear to whoever picks it up. The team leader's sick and the number two has to run the job. There's still enough information there that they can do that. So it really truly starts with sales, okay? You've probably heard me say nothing happens till someone sells something. That's true. But nothing's really going to get done if the salespeople don't set this up right. And, and, you know, we hear so many times about the rifts that develop between production and sales. Production doesn't understand sales. Sales doesn't understand production. Poorly run companies allow this terrible narrative to go, go on behind the backs of the salespeople or behind the backs of production. That's how you tear a team up, folks. We are all in this together. And we got to do the work with some empathy. We got to be putting these work tickets together and these drawings and these notes and these photos and all the documentation that you need so that production can go over there and actively do the job. Maps, pictures, videos, details, details, standard operating procedures, training on how we do different things to get us in in the flow. Those all, the bigger the job, the more important it is, uh, we believe here at Grunder, to have your group leaders or your your production supervisors, your foreman, whatever you want to call them. I don't like the word foreman. I think in today's world, there's just a lot better word than that. We use team team leaders. That's what we use, and we use group leaders. So our hierarchical structure here is a team leader has one or two people on their crew. A group leader has five to seven crews that they're responsible for. So when we look at things like that, I think it's important to have production involved before the sale is final, when up, when applicable, to get buy-in so that we have good relationships between those two departments. Going to be a lot easier salespeople if you ask production, how long do you think this is going to take? You know, where would be the best access point? Can you help me bid this? Then for them to go over the day of the job starting and, and just right off the bat have a bad attitude and start telling you that there's no way we're ever going to do this. That's that's like giving your quarterback the playbook 10 minutes before the game and tell him to go execute it and win. It, it doesn't work like that, folks. That's just not how things work in, the, in, in any kind of efficient world. It's just not. And those types of camaraderie and teamwork really helps us improve the relationships that we have. Planning the night before the next day, that's what ends up in a smooth morning rollout. Here's where I'm going to lean on the production people. The production people do not just get to go home at night and say, well, we'll figure that all out in the morning. Here at Grunder, you got to have tomorrow, and I'm recording this on a Monday. So today by four o'clock, tomorrow's work schedule is set. They've gone over all the work tickets in the production department. They've looked through them. They've routed them accordingly. And we've, again, go back to that adage that I started this out with, all planning is good. Okay, planning that night before really helps with a smooth morning rollout. And when you look at your biggest waste of time, let's go with a couple more minutiae things and then we'll wrap this up. Truck setups. I'm a big stickler for that. People that see pictures of our trucks, and we've got a couple of them here in the show notes, they say, man, look at your trucks. They're really expensive. I guess they're expensive, folks, on the front end. They're not expensive in the long run. They're very, very cheap. Because we want our team leaders, when they come in here in the morning and take a job, we want them to be thinking from the neck up, like my friend Dave Sullivan that taught me all planning is good. He also taught me that. 
leadership is about letting people lead and not have them be so mired in, do I have the gas can on my truck? Did I put an extra shovel? Oh, I need wheelbarrows. Oh my goodness, I've got to get a blower. Our trucks have eye packs on them. You can see them in the picture. I know you may be listening to this, but when you get you know, at your desk, pull up the show notes and look at some of the pictures and you'll see some of our trucks and how we set them up. I think that's a big part of having a smooth morning rollout and allowing your people to focus on getting to the job as quickly as they can and as safely as they can and working on the job, not trying to remember all these other things. You want them to be thinking about how they're going to get this job done fast and at a high quality rate and make money, not do they have all the tools and the wheelbarrows and everything else that they need. The loading process, is that streamlined? Are the plants tagged? Do you have some sense of organization and procurement and how you get plants and how you handle things? You know, we're a big proponent of Landscape Hub and we're a big proponent of Site One. Those are two companies that have helped us immensely in our procurement efforts and how we do things. Talk to Landscape Hub. Talk to Site One. They both know who we are. Say, hey, I saw Marty on his podcast on The Grow Show, and he tells me that you folks can help me with my procurement. What can you do? Tell me what you can do to make me more efficient. That's what we're looking for, having things go smoothly for you. And I don't care if you have three crews or 30 crews. There's a lot of holes in procurement that slow the process down and really make it trouble. GPS. You know, 10 years ago, folks didn't like GPS. And I'm going to be blunt with you and tell you that I was afraid of GPS as well. Number one, I was afraid that my OCD would get the best of me, that I'll be watching trucks all day long. Well, I don't have it loaded on any of my computers, so I'm not watching trucks all day long. Managers are watching trucks. They get pinged if somebody's speeding. They get pinged if somebody goes in a gas station or a restaurant. We've got all that stuff laid out. But what I've realized about GPS, folks, it's so incredibly helpful. It's incredibly helpful for routing and for saving time and making you more efficient. It's incredibly helpful for giving you notifications on when the trucks need service. Again, you are in the landscaping business. Put your efforts towards that, not doing your own oil changes, washing your own trucks, and all this host of other things that I see entrepreneurs managing because they think they're going to save money by doing that themselves. GPS is a game changer. It can be a training tool. It can help you with your insurance. It can help you with your routing. I think it's something that a forward-thinking, efficiency-minded landscaping company is doing. And then just a couple more things. And and this is some behaviors that I think is important. And I think it's important that you reward the behaviors that you want. Both recognition in front of everyone for those that are being efficient, a bonus, incentivize low indirect time, high on-site time. We do that with Aspire. It's one of our chief metrics that we follow and we pay out on, on a bonus. So we want to be rewarding the type of behavior that we want present. And then I guess just a couple other small things. Study others who do it well. All right. We do field trips. We go all over the country. And if you just follow us here on the Grow Group, we're we're visiting several companies a year. We visit them in our peer groups and we see what other people do well. And I tell you, it still energizes me to tour a landscaping company and see how they do things. I'm always walking away with a methodology, a mindset, a trick, a tidbit that helps me get better. And it doesn't matter if they're bigger than me or smaller than me. In fact, I often learn a lot from smaller companies because they're more involved in the day-to-day operations, things that I have like started to take for granted and glaze over at time. And then the last thing I'll close with, you know, 
if you listen to The Grow Show, if you go to Grow, which we hope you'll join us February 6th, 7th, and 8th, 2024, we're going to go to Des Moines, Iowa and tour Annette and Ryan McCarthy's RJ Lawn Service, which is an incredible company, full service, does snow, everything. You'll find when you go there, success is a marathon. It's not a sprint. All right. I'm 55 years old, folks. I started this business when I was 14, 15 years old. It's my almost my 40th year in business. And I'm still trying to find a better way to do things. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You may have heard something in the last 16 minutes or so that made a lot of sense to you. Maybe some of them are things you can't do it right now. It's okay. Get better because I'm getting better today. All right. We're glad that you joined us today on The Grow Show powered by Steel. We hope that in a small way, we've impacted your business. And I'll see you next time on The Grow Show. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.